Hello mums, welcome to my podcast, um, my second podcast actually, um, God I really can't wait until I'm able to say, welcome to my podcast, this is my hundredth podcast, <laughs> um, or I've lost track, how nice will that be, but for now my second podcast is about pregnancy and motherhood and a dark hole, Um I am telling a part of my story, if you like, um, but it will it will be clear as to why um, as I talk about it. I think a lot of mums will hopefully will be able to resonate just with the feelings and emotions that that come with it. Um, irrelevant if if this has happened to you or anything similar. Um, so I guess I'll just start by by saying it's ultimately becoming a mum is really truly such an exciting time um you know assuming it was planned and your circumstances are right for you this is different to everybody individually um and even if it's not planned sometimes it can be very exciting um I remember my mum telling me there's never a right time to have a baby Uh, you'll never feel like you have the right size house or the or enough money Um, And I think she was right, because it really is the most responsible and scary decision you'll ever make. And you'll want to make sure that you're comfortable being able to handle it and everything that it involves. Albeit, let's face it, we don't know the bloody half of it to start. And I think we're just constantly learning as they grow. I remember my mum saying to me sometimes... I've never had a 12-year-old daughter before. And I was thinking, well, that's just a stupid comment because, you know, I've been here for 12 years, so you should know by now. But actually, it's so true, isn't it? Um, We are just growing um, with them and we're learning as we go. And I guess we'll forever be learning as long as we are mums. Um, And the entire journey, to some degree, is really bloody scary. Um, Pregnancy... I think everybody has or is a bit scared during pregnancy at some stage. This is my third pregnancy now. And during every pregnancy, I've had a day or a few days over a period where I've thought, oh, my God, what if this happens? Oh, my God, I can't feel the baby moving. Um, So I guess that's where the scariness starts. And then once the baby arrives and no one tells you just how much you bleed afterwards and that you can barely walk... For example, well, no one told me anyway. Um, And you obviously just can't buy that book that tells you everything, although there are lots of amazing books nowadays. Um, The tiredness that you didn't even know existed or that there'll be days that you want to walk away, but nope, you can't, not an option. My mum also said to me with my firstborn once, when you feel like you just want to... I live up a lot of steep steps. And she said, when you feel like you want to take the pram outside and just let it go... (laughs) call me before you get to that point and I remember thinking surely it can't be that bad but um and some newborn babies are amazing but you know there are sleepless nights and there are moments where you feel complete and utter despair and just genuinely don't know what to do so I understand that now in hindsight thank you for that mum um so experiencing all of this plus enduring the pain of grief and trauma or whatever it is that makes you feel the lowest of low 
of all the depressions you've ever felt through loss of a loved one or whatever it might be is really fucking hard. And that, I think, is the biggest understatement ever. Um, You know, trauma can derive from different circumstances or experiences and situations and can and does affect everybody individually. And I've learned that trauma to me isn't the same as trauma to someone else, for example. In fact, there are even different types and levels of trauma. You know, trauma can be the way a teacher or a parent speaks to a child and how that resonates with them, how that made them feel, because that's something that they're they're going to feel and won't forget or it won't leave them, let's say, if they don't aren't old enough to form that memory. But, you know, trauma can also be off the scale, unimaginably losing a child or a parent. And as far as this is off the scale, as far as I'm aware, trauma in general is relevant to each one of us. How we are as people, how we adopt a situation, adapt to situations and how we accept what happens to us. Um, what I feel like I've been through over the past few years may be totally insignificant tame to someone else who in my opinion may have been through something much more traumatizing um for example I know someone who had lost both parents and her sister all within the same year for different reasons so you know what am I even crying about (laughs) um but similarly someone may not comprehend how I have made it through my past because to them it's absolutely horrific Um, But irrelevant of this and how we or someone might compare how we feel, the bottom line is how we do feel and how we have felt, how our minds process and cope with what we've been through, which is everything for me, leads me on to motherhood because it's not just about you, it's not about me. When the need to survive and cope isn't solely your need to survive and cope, but this other little human or humans that are so vulnerable and unexperienced that they actually only have you and your energy to live from. Um, I experienced trauma as a single young, I think I was about 26 years old, not yet mother. Um, And then I experienced trauma again as a mother, um the day my daughter was born, and as a wife. um, Sorry, the day my daughter was born, and then uh, as a mother of two as well. And the trauma was a similar kind of trauma, so it was a near losing somebody and then totally losing somebody. But the, con- con- the consequences of me not dealing with it and the grief that came with it was so much harder and almost felt so much more real... Um, And I say that because, you know, this on paper sounds absolutely ludicrous, but I really, if there's anything that I've learned and realised since becoming a mum is the emotions and the feelings that you have once you are a mum are real. You know, anything you felt prior to becoming a mum, how can you say you're tired before you're a mum? You know, you're tired because you didn't have your eight hours. Maybe you had your your seven hours. No, no. When you're a mum, you're really tired. (laughs) or can be really tired you know or um I don't know you're really sad about something no you're sad about something because you're feeling that emotion 
for your children and before feeling sad was just an emotion that was linked to you and how you felt there was no consequence of you feeling sad on anyone else if that makes sense um so yeah I think dealing with it with grief was so much harder in real life and terrifying um more terrifying going through it as a mum than I would have or than I did almost without being a mum um and at the end of the day they really are the reason we breathe function try our hardest give our all again and again and again and when we believe that we can't cope well where do we go from there um in this day and age we all know it's okay not to be okay there's you know so much stigma around that which is amazing because i think it's so important and yeah of course it's okay to not to be okay if you're a mum as well. Um, but it's not okay, in my opinion, not to be okay if you don't find a way out or find help. And I really say this unapologetically, albeit fully aware that sometimes we don't know that we need help and we don't know how to ask for help. Um, many of us don't want to accept help. Why would we? You know, I remember when my husband was kind of encouraging me to get help, I'm thinking, well, I'm the mum, I know best, I'm fine. You know, there was just no, I didn't even want to hear it because the thought that I wouldn't even let myself think that I'm not being the best mum. And he wasn't saying that at all. But I just, I think that you're just over, you're just protective, aren't you? Um, But if we really aren't okay and don't see it, what happens? Well, it's not pretty. Um, And actually, so heartbreakingly, sometimes it's just too late for some. We see and hear this every day on the news or through social media or even worse, people we know and heaven forbid are related to um, don't get help. And I really didn't recognise that I needed help. Um, And one day I'm happy to share the full story. But I think not recognising it in hindsight is so, so sad because without realising how can we find help or accept it. Um, I remember my friends saying, oh, guys, that's not okay," And I completely dismissed it because I couldn't let anything, I couldn't let anything else in. I had one focus. Um, Not that my kids weren't my focus, but I had my husband and I knew they were being, the kids were being fed and they were being looked after and they were just fine. And even though I couldn't be the one to make them laugh or play with them, I was almost at peace knowing that my husband could do it for me. It was like he was there next to me and he was doing it. So to me, I thought, okay, thank God. You know, I don't need to worry about that because he's making sure that they're okay, even though I'm physically here. Um, Because I couldn't think of anything else apart from how can I make sure my mum doesn't die? That was like my focus. And I was just panicking and my mum was dying. Um, And I really wasn't mentally with it. I was in total denial and panic. And I remember being back at work after three months with my second baby who was in the pram next to my desk. And I was breastfeeding while answering emails. I just wasn't being who I needed to be for my kids, for myself. Um, And just to give you a bit of background, I did that because it was a family business and um, my mum... And dad had to step away from the business, so I was next in line and I just didn't want to let them down when we were all going through what we were going through. Um, So in my mind, I guess to break it down, 
It's about recognising that we need the help, accepting it and then working your way through it. And I think recognising it is the hardest part because once you've realised it and accepted it, you're past the lowest point and you actually want a way out. Um, you know, And I, for a long time, as I just said, my husband was suggesting it, my family members were suggesting it. We were all going through the same trauma, um, except I, apart from my mum, was the only one who is a mum. Um, and I just couldn't recognise it. I didn't want to hear it. I wouldn't even let myself let the words enter my head so that is by far the hardest the hardest factor there um and keeping this focus to being a mum and honestly able to say that I feel I wasn't mentally I wasn't mentally present for the kids for for my kids for the first few years I wasn't it was almost like there was just this glass in front of me I wasn't there um, as I said, I was physically there, but that's not how it should be. Um, but now knowing how to make sure I am irrelevant of what is thrown my way, I think is something so special to have learned. And that is the reason I want to share it with other mums who may be struggling or need help, but not know how or where to turn. And when I say I'm not being present, I really mean I went, I went to work, terrified of losing my mum. I prepared the kids' meals, terrified of losing my mum. I bathed the kids, terrified of losing my mum. I put them to bed, terrified of losing my mum. That was what was at the forefront of my mind. And it was like someone could wave in front of my eyes, but I'd see through the hand and just continue in autopilot. And this is how I feel I operated for the first few years of becoming a mother. And if we look at just that feeling in itself after stepping out of that dark hole, that dark place, before actually even beginning to deal with the grief of losing my amazing mum, I needed to then mentally come to terms with not feeling that I had been the best mother that I could have been. Given my circumstances, I obviously tried my hardest, but the circumstances were what they were. There's nothing I could have done about them, about the circumstances. Um... But processing and accepting that is really very hard. Because when something happens to you, to not be yourself and know after that had affected who you were as a mother and to some extent most certainly had an effect on your child or your baby's childhood is really hard to carry and deal. And, you know, ultimately that's because as a mum we all know everything we do is for our children But it's like I wasn't awake almost for this period in their lives. I just wasn't there. And I feel like this is a really big recognition to have to handle because the only option, the way I see it or saw it after finding and accepting help was to understand mindset and accepting and learning that what had happened had happened the way I lived through it is how I lived through it. And I can't I can't regret that because it was me coping. It was my way of coping. And actually now looking back, I'm really proud of how I did cope versus how guilt-ridden and selfish I felt when I first realised my my absence of being there for my children during the trauma. And that's kind of the growth period there. And that's, that's where I imagine a lot of mums struggle with getting from that out literally head out of the dark hole or not even to really understanding and accepting how you 
handled something or or why and getting to that feeling okay again better than okay actually um and as a result now i almost double the efforts of doing as much as i can to ensure that their subconscious beliefs are how i am to them now as a mum not how i was a few years ago and i don't mean spoil them and let them get away with anything Thankfully, they're young enough to not have memories from this time. Um, I think my daughter was, well, it was, yeah, about three. Um, and my son is 18 months younger than her. Um, but we know that for the first six or seven years of a child's life is known as the absorbent mind. And these early years will have no doubt had an impact on them one way or another. Um, but, you know, I refuse to feel the guilt um and I know that there'll come a stage in uh, my kids lives when they're old enough and I'll be able to explain how I handled that period and and why I why I handled it the way I did um as I've spoken about before I think probably on my blog or an Instagram post a dark time can mean something different to everyone um, mine was living already as a mum to my little girl and trying to hold, and then my little boy, and trying to hold a family business together while being, actually, no, sorry, minor correction there. I was already a mum to my little girl and trying to hold a family business together whilst being pregnant with my son in the knowledge that my mum was going to die with terminal cancer. Um, so that was my dark place. However, a dark place can equally look like a new mum who has, oh, I don't know, everyone surrounding her and all the help she could ever want and still feel lost and alone. Or it could be that you're a mum of for the third or fourth time and just generally st- struggle to keep up with the demands of motherhood. Um, it could be literally anything as to why you feel the way that you do. And that's what I mean. I don't think something massive has to happen. It's just... This world of motherhood is really bloody hard and it can be very, very dark. And I think irrelevant of your situation in your dark place, it's personal to you and how you feel and why you feel that way. Or maybe you can't figure out why you feel that way and that's okay too. Um, You know, trauma, grief and loss are horrific, but so is postnatal depression or having no support and doing this thing called being a mum on your own potentially. Um... And, uh, you know, my la- one of my last pl- blog posts was about are we in it on our own? Um, my last podcast was, actually. And I tell part of my story and how I felt, um, how I dealt with it, because I feel like many mums will be able to relate to the person I was. And as I say, you don't have to have been through hardcore, sh- hardcore shit to have to feel this way and reflect on who you actually are as a mum and as a person. Um... And then panic when you realise you have been in your own world of survival for so long and how the hell do you bring yourself back to life? No, this could be due to years of just not feeling like you can cope. It might be your job that you hate but have to turn up with a smile for every day or the fact that you have zero support and are exhausted and as a, and as a result you just operate on autopilot and go an entire day without cracking a smile or recognising a moment of joy with your kids. Um, and so, you know, in my courses, I touch on topics that I found to be the most beneficial for me and what got me out of my deep hole, let's say. 
And it's these areas I use in my coaching program to help mums feel better. Um, in fact, feel fucking brilliant and confident about their life. Um, and I do this because I know it works because I've been there and I'm not there anymore. Um, and of course, this can't be a one size fits all program that would make no sense whatsoever, which is why for me, it's so important to really have soulmate clients who I can relate to and who can relate to me, because that's when the magic happens and the aha moments and oh, I understand moments. Um, one of the courses I did to help me deal with my grief was a girl about my age whose mum was also 56 when she died. Um the same year that my mum died actually and both thanks to cancer um and ironically she had been through all the fears that I was feeling and immediately I was able to connect with her um you know I felt safe I felt trusted and most importantly I was prepared to do the work involved although some of it seemed a bit alien at the time but I really just believed what she advised would help and it did um and so I guess to conclude here I think the most important message is, if you're listening, it might be because you were drawn to the heading or the topic of this podcast, which makes me believe that you may also need a bit or a lot of help just getting back to who you are. But you might not know how. Um, I had no idea how I was going to get there, but I was determined to. And it's thanks to my children that I did. You know, isn't it always? What else do we live for? Yes, obviously lots of things, but... Uh, any as high up on that list as your kids I mean personally for me they're at the top and I guess yours are too um you know it took me therapists and um life coaches courses and finally this specific course with a specific coach for me to see the light and that realization of coming out of the darkness is the best feeling in the world and um you know I, I remember saying to my family the therapy with a therapist as amazing and talented as I think they are in what they do it's you know it's how you feel and me speaking to somebody for an hour um I just didn't feel much back from that and so the courses that I have done and the amount that has helped me has just made me realize that I think so many other mums would benefit from this um so if you do want more information about how you have the ability to feel this too and what I can offer, you can find me on Instagram at mummy well, mummy wellness and reach out to me directly. It's just as well I know my page name. Um, I hope this podcast has resonated with you and I wish you all the love, healing and positivity and hope to hear from you soon.